You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, we are off and running this Friday, March 27th. We did it. Another week down, people. Hang in there. Keep on keeping on. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM. ESPN New York. Of course, you know the deal. One hour to run through it all. 60 minutes until Golik and Wingo come your way at 6 o'clock. And, of course, the theme song there. We continue to salute all of those on the front lines during this terrible time. All those uh, people still allowing the city to operate even in a scaled-back version with so many people working from home. Uh, the area to work, uh, even at, the, at a reduced state at this point, right? So the doctors, the nurses, the, the hospital workers, the healthcare professionals, everyone dealing with the brutal realities uh, in the fight against uh, coronavirus and all the first responders, the, the cops, the firemen, everybody out there, the EMT workers, but also all the delivery guys, the truckers that are out there this morning getting their shipment here and there that we all need, the supermarket workers, the, the cooks, everybody. So you people are still going into work. We thank you, and we salute you. And, of course, the number you know, still out there, still working, not postponed, 1-800-919-ESPN. My Twitter, my Instagrams are at Gordon Damer. You can certainly get uh, me there. And you know what else? Never stops. Oh, the rewatchable movie bracket today. Our final two spots up for grabs in the Elite Eight. We Remember, it feels like just yesterday. We were unveiling the field. We were unveiling the bracket. We're breaking it down. People were very upset about this movie being in, this movie being out. Whatever the reason, whatever the cause. And we have done it. We have now made our way already down to the Elite Eight. And before long, next week, Final Four, championship matchup. Oh, my goodness. It's amazing how fast. And I have to say... While I'm in a generous mood, right? <laughs> Yesterday, we we finalized two more spots. And we'll get to what the... I, I never got to see what the final vote totals were. But while I'm in this generous mood, I want to say thank you to all of you who vote, to the new followers, to the old followers. Thank you. You know, this idea that I cooked up in my brain... You know, at one point I said, you know what, is this going to go over? Is this going to go over like a lead balloon? But it has really resonated with a lot of you. Perfect distraction during a time where we need any distractions. And it's great when there's a matchup and it goes the way that you would go, right? Like certain times there, there's matchups that I'm like, mm, you know, the, 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 the public, are they going to pick the same movie as I would? And it's great when there's a matchup and it goes the way that you would pick it because in this, you know, they're very uncertain times right now. But it's good to see we still have these common bonds that are unbreakable. It's very comforting. It's very reassuring. Now, that said, one of the matchups yesterday, the, the majority of you are cracked. That's all I can say. And there's plenty of bad stuff in the world right now, but that does not excuse you people, not for a minute. But we will get into that in a little bit. We are still a sports show. We were still talking sports news. Remember a couple of weeks ago when people, oh, well, what are people going to, what are people going to talk about sport now? Oh, they're going to be all these self-involved jerks. We're already self-involved jerks. We don't need a lack of sports news to force. So no, there's plenty of sports news. There's always sports news. And yesterday we got another big one. The NFL draft will go on as scheduled April 23rd. So just about a month from now. 
Commissioner Roger Goodell said uh, a league-wide memo yesterday, the memo obtained by Adam Schefter. In it, Goodell served warning to those around the league who criticized the league's stance about moving forward with the draft. He wrote in the memo, quote, public discussion of issues related to the draft serves no useful purpose and is grounds for disciplinary action. Well, look, you know me, and I say this a lot. I always cop to the fact that I am completely selfish, but I'm completely honest. So I myself, as I sit here on March 27th at uh, 5.04 in the morning, that I am thankful that we have the draft to look forward to. I'm thankful as a sports talk show host. I'm thankful as a sports fan. Now, I'm not going to be thankful, I'm sure, when the Dolphins actually make their picks because they'll still probably screw it up. But I'm thankful for the next month, basically, when I want an outlet, when I want a, a distraction, I can focus my attention on the NFL draft and the possibilities. And the NFL draft is always a huge deal to diehard football fans under normal circumstances. And these, my friend, I don't need to tell you, are not normal circumstances, right? This is about as unnormal a time that we have lived through. And I think it's still wildly optimistic to think that this is going to be wrapped up anytime soon, or at least to the point that sports will pick up again anytime soon. Now, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I've said this before. I'm not really expecting the NBA or the NHL seasons to resume. I know a lot of people still think that's going to be the case. I'm sure that that's what people are saying publicly. But just given the news every day, and maybe right now the news is just so overwhelming that maybe that's that's filtering into my brain to think that it's never going to improve and think about how much things have changed over just the last two, three weeks. Maybe, hopefully, God willing, things change in the other direction in the next two to three weeks. But even baseball opening day, like we were talking yesterday, and I'll admit, hearing Rob Manfred come out and you know say that baseball will be back, it was very reassuring. It does kind of feel right now a little pie in the sky. I mean, there are so many issues to work through. There's no way you could possibly have a timetable. And there's so many variables. Like right now, they're talking about how New York City is like the epicenter of this thing. It's different right now from the rest of the country. So like one of the things I was thinking about, like how are you going to begin the season where there are teams in certain areas that are going to be more in danger of flare-ups? Do those teams have to forego playing with fans? I mean, you don't have enough information at this point to be able to blueprint this thing when the enemy is uh, this unprecedented thing and it's this invisible. So this, and this is also while we know things are going to get worse before we get better and before we can even approach getting better. So look, the NFL draft, I'm selfishly glad that the show will go on. Now, not for one second do I believe that the NFL is doing this to give fans some sort of distraction. I don't buy that. You can go sell that someplace else. And it really doesn't speak to how um, noble a decision it is when the first thing you do after making this decision is you, like, lay the smack down on anyone. Don't you dare talk bad about it, otherwise I will hammer you. 
doesn't really seem like a, a good way to go there. It doesn't really speak to the fact that uh, it's a very noble decision. Let's put that out there. Uh, now, people will say, well, they should have postponed it. They should push it back. The problem with that is, you, let's say you postpone it for a month, right? Let's say. How do we know things are going to be any better in a month? How do we know that? What, what, what are you basing that on? I don't know that that's going to be the case. Or is it going to be any different enough that you're going to be able to open up team facilities or you're going to be able to open up uh, the possibility of, uh, you know, having play, you know, draft prospects in to interview them. And per- doesn't seem like that's going to be the case month. A lot, a lot of things can change in a month, but to postpone it for a month does not mean that uh, anything really would change all that much. You might be doing the exact same thing that you're going to be doing now. Now I did think that this was a good chance for them to kind of think outside the box. And it doesn't seem like they're going to do that. Like I've always said that the NFL should, instead of going to you know draft day and it's three days, I would I wouldn't have no problem. And I don't know what the the um, the, the the roadblocks and the setbacks would be to have a different round each day. So draft day, which is not draft day, but draft it would become draft week. Seven? Can you imagine seven days of the NFL draft? That would be fantastic if you're a diehard football fan. Now, I'm sure this is going to be very difficult to pull off for the people actually doing the picking, right? Being a general manager, a good part of your job is based on nailing this aspect of your job. And now you are not going to have all the tools that you generally have. There's going to be these roadblocks in your way that you're just going to have to navigate and everybody's going to have to navigate, right? Team facilities are closed. You can't, uh, you know, interview players. That's kind of curtailed. You can't do it face to face. I don't know what uh, part of the, you know, the psychological testing or the um, the the wonderlick test and all those type of other things about getting other information about prospects or getting more information about prospects that other teams won't have. And it will be interesting to see how this impacts a player. I think clearly, like Tua Tonga Vailoa, here's a guy who could go anywhere from two to six. He's coming off this major injury. There's some legitimate concerns about, you know, how healthy this guy is right now, how healthy he will be long term. And you now have to wonder if teams will be more reluctant to take a chance given the obstacles and being able to get a real read on the situation. Plus, He's a quarterback, right? Like you're basing the future of your franchise for a a good while on this guy's health and his ability to play the position and take the punishment at the next level when he has not been really able to take the punishment on the college level. I mean, he missed a good portion of time, and it's not the only injury that he has suffered in college. He's been dinged up with something. Now, they've not been as serious as the one that he, he dealt with this past year. But here's Lewis Riddick on the uh, the impact this could have on Tua Tungavailoa. Yeah, assuming that you really do believe that Detroit is really in play here at number three, then you have to go to number two. You have to get to the second overall spot, and you have to be dealing with Washington. Because, look, Washington is not going to draft him. There, I, I just really don't see that happening, especially with the acquisition of Kyle Allen now to go along with Dwayne Haskins. And I think they have kind of rounded out their quarterback room. So I think if you really want to be sure, if you really – 
do believe that Detroit is someone who could be a factor and you're Miami and you want him and you're dead set on him and you believe that video for what it is and you feel as though, look, we're willing to take the risk. The reward is greater than the risk. Then I got to get to do, get to two and I've got to deal with the Washington Redskins and see if I can go ahead and secure that second overall spot. Otherwise, you're just going to be holding your breath when Detroit is on the clock. It's as simple as that. All right. So now you have to wonder also to me. You also have to kind of wonder, like there's all these these things that general managers generally have, all these tools that they're usually able to to, to use, and now they're not going to really have a lot of them, right? You're going to have games to go on. You have the, the the tape there. You have the video there. You have physicals, right? You have all the measurables of these these guys, but you have to kind of wonder, like, how much of this stuff is really nonsense? Like, I know that teams all want to do their due diligence because they want to kind of cover their butts, right, in case something bad happens or, you know, there's some red flag that uh, they didn't know about from the games or the physicals or all these kind of things or reasons why they shy away from this player or that player. But you know what? I kind of feel like, you know, despite the roadblocks that are presented – I feel like, you know, the good teams are still going to draft well. The bad teams are still going to draft poorly. And while it's a huge burden and one that will always be part of the story no matter what, the actual impact, I don't I don't get the feeling, and maybe it's because I don't have any skin in the game, I don't think that the actual impact is going to be all that much greater than in a typical, normal draft season. And I'll say this, going to make a fascinating 30 for 30, I can tell you that. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's get a call in right off the bat. Uh, Ron is in New Jersey. Ron, what's going on, my man? Hey, how's it going, Gordon? Uh, I listen to you every morning. You're great, buddy. Thanks, man. Um, I appreciate it. I just wanted to say something that, like, I'm a construction worker, and I've been working every day, and they say, oh, yeah, you can stay home if you want, and we can't fire you for that, but jobs are going on, so yep. if go home and then I try to come back and my job is gone because they they put somebody else there or something like I, I I can't afford it I can't afford to leave for a while like you know and just say oh I want to be home I believe me I want to be home if I had the money I'd be home right I, you, you know, know I, I like Ron I mean what are obviously you're concerned about the the stuff that's going on do you work in like close quarters are you taking any precautions are you wearing a mask or, or something to protect I mean, yourself yeah, I mean, I'm doing anything I can. I wash my hands. I have hand sanitizer with me. I, you know, I always use it, but, right. you know, it's a construction site. And, like, yeah. I, I always said, like, it's not the cleanest place in the world. And they're not. <laughs> no, I would not think so. You know what I'm saying? Like, the bathrooms are like, you know, gas station bathrooms. You know what I mean? So it's not like I can really protect myself as much. Right, we're losing Ron's phone. Oh, All right, Ron. It's all right, man. I, look, Ron, I appreciate you, man. I, I, you know, it's it's this invisible kind of unspoken thing, and 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 all the layers that go on, right? Ron's working a construction site. I, I don't know, Ron. Ron doesn't know really me, but he's out there doing his job, and he's got to right now. And I, I feel for people like that, you know. I feel, and uh, I salute you for still, you know, taking the risk, and 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 you, you feel kind of forced to. Uh, you sure you'd love to be home with your family, but uh, that's why we changed the theme song at the top of the show to kind of salute these people that are still allowing the world, even in this reduced state, to uh, still operate. And so Ron and, and all the guys in his construction crew, be safe, you know, do the best you can. And, um, we, we, you know, we'll be we'll be thinking about you 
and we'll be uh, hoping that you get through this and everybody gets through this safely. We have this read. Every show is doing it, but it really is important. Like, all right, here's the read. It's in these trying times. It's important to remember we pull together as a community. Small businesses all over are going to be feeling the lasting effects on this pandemic for a long time. If you're a small business owner trying to get out the word that you are still open, still serving the community, guys, let us know. Let us do the heavy lifting for you and get the word out. Send an email, 987ESPN at gmail.com. Let us know your story. Let us know where you're at. Let us know where you're operating. And we can pass the word along. And along to communities like Agave Casino Mexicana, located 32 Locust Avenue, Wallington, New Jersey. They're offering a special taco kit. Ooh, a taco kit. I love a taco kit. It makes me feel like I'm a chef. It feels like I'm actually cooking something, you know? I got the, the whole kit there together. Oh, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to uh, Takiza style for 25 to feed four to six people. Give them a call. 973-246-8531. You can place your food and beverage orders there. And look, you know, I know people have brought this up elsewhere. Like, where I'm at, you know, they're always doing like these tricky tray things. And so many times everybody is trying to get a, 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 a gift card to this place and a gift card to that place. And they're, you know, it's for charity and you're asking them to do it basically for free. Not basically, you're asking them to do it for free. So those companies that are out there that have been helping you and your community and your cause, it's time to kind of repay the favor, man. And if there are businesses operating in your community, businesses that that you love, right? That you you go that's your place, that's your restaurant. If they're still open, now's a great time to support them because if you don't support them right now and not enough people they're not going to be there when life gets back to normal. So it's important to do that. All right. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. I was actually driving a little bit yesterday because, <laughs> A, I had to get out of my house. I got to be honest with you. This homeschooling, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Look, there's reasons why the kids go to school, right? I got to get them out. It's great to have them home. But, you know, no. But we had I had to pick up a food order. So uh, I left the house for a little while. Thank God for that food order. Oh, my God. So I'm driving around, and I'm listening to the K show, and they had Aaron Boone on yesterday. So Michael brought up the question about with, – with, with Judge, Aaron Judge, the injury and how he's still kind of coping with it right now. And we'll see what the court – it's still up in the air, right? It's still going to be a few weeks before they know whether or not surgery is the option and whether or not he can recover from the, the, the rib thing. But Michael brought up the fact that people have floated the idea of, well, look, this guy, you can't keep him in right field. You're going to have to move him to first base to kind of keep him healthy, right? He had this injury diving for a ball. And, you know, it's not unusual for him to be diving for balls in the outfield, and he would be much safer playing first base. So here's Michael asking the question to Aaron Boone. No, I, I, I think you said it very well, you know. A couple of his injuries, you know, sometimes when a guy has – a few injuries and, and significant injuries, you know, sometimes there is a, you know, uh, unlucky fluke thing to, you know, you're playing major league sports, injuries come with it. E- even the most healthy, durable players, you can't always avoid everything. And, 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 you know, he's had a couple of unfortunate injuries the last couple of years, but moving him, absolutely not. Um, like you said, this is, this is an elite defender. Um, you know, he's, He's one of the game's great players, and um, no, not even, never a discussion to move him. 
Okay, so there's Aaron Boone, and I think that that's obviously the right call there, mainly because, like, it does seem like Aaron uh, Aaron Judge is not brittle, but he's a little bit more prone to injury. But as they brought up, and, and you didn't hear the question in the cut, but Michael said, you know, most of the injuries actually come with him batting, right? He tweaked his... his uh, his, his rib cage the one time, the, the fracture that he had, uh, that, that came with getting hit by a pitch. So most of the injuries have actually taken place in the batter's box. But what's to say, like, what's to say that putting him at first base would lead to fewer injuries? It's not like that led to fewer injuries for Greg Bird. Now, I don't think that Judge is anywhere near as injury prone as Greg Bird was. But you're having a lot more interaction and there's a lot more plays involving possible contact at first base. Now, I have not, I got to be honest with you, I have not heard a lot of Yankee fans calling for him to be moved to first base. But Michael obviously is a lot closer, (laughs) a lot closer to the situation as I am. So I'm sure he's having much more interactions with actual fans. But yeah, that, that does not make any sense whatsoever. So I heard that one yesterday and I'm glad that Aaron Boone answered it the way it was, the way he did, because A, even if you did move him to first base, why do you think that that would lead to fewer injuries when he's in more close contact with runners running to first base? It's not exactly like you're, you know, if you're, if you're looking to avoid injury, the place to put you generally would be in the outfield. And it's not like Judge is a bad outfielder. He's an excellent outfielder. So I don't think moving him to first base really alleviates any uh, possibility of injury, especially considering most of the injuries have not really taken place in the outfield. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. So I wanted to play that for you. And But we also, of course, it's the second segment, right? We got the sports news out of the way. We did what we were supposed to do. But now it's time for the rewatchable movie bracket people and two matchups yesterday we had and gotta say again thank you very much for all the voters our highest vote total of the entire tournament so far came yesterday and we had two very intriguing matchups probably not the way you would draw it up well one of them you would draw it up it's certainly the way I drew it up when I was coming up with the brackets hoping that it would get to this point and one of them Godfather vs. Shawshank the other coming in the comedy region Wedding Crashers versus Ferris Bueller. So first up, the drama, the heavy hitters, the powerhouses. And we're getting down to the nitty-gritty now. And this bracket really could not have gone any better. Already Goodfellas into the Elite Eight. Who would Goodfellas, the number one seed, the number one overall seed, face off against in the following round? Well, when we wrapped up the show yesterday, the voting was very, very close. A lot closer than maybe I even thought. And you had to wonder, well, you know what? Shawshank, that came out, what, 94? Godfather came out 72. That's a long time ago. But in the end, moving on, is the number two seed, Godfather. My younger son was forced to leave this country because of this Sinatra business. All right. I have to make arrangements to bring him back here safely. Clear of all these false charges. But I'm a superstitious man. And if some unlucky accident should befall him, if he should get shot in the head by a police officer, or if he should hang himself in his jail cell, or if he's struck by a bolt of lightning, then I'm going to blame some of the people in this room. And then I do not forgive. All right, so Don Corleone laying the smack down there in the meeting. 
with all the heads of the five families. All right, so we know that Godfather moves on over Shawshank. Shawshank, a fine film, a fantastic rewatch. I think a lot of people kind of stumbled. No, not a lot of people saw that one in the theater. And to show you how long ago it was, I remember Shawshank, I got it on video from Blockbuster. So it's not exactly a new movie, but uh, this does not uh, look. Godfather, how can you really go wrong? If Godfather wins the whole thing, would it really be a surprise? No, of course not. And if it was the best movie of all time, well then, Godfather really would have maybe even a more strong case or a stronger case. So there you go. That's one of the the, the one yesterday that made it to the Elite Eight. Then we had the comedy region, the 13 seed. I actually listed them as the 11 seed. It's That's wrong. I actually originally listed them as a 13 seed. Wedding Crashers facing off against the number one seed Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Ferris Bueller was maintaining a lead. But in the end, it is the 13 seed Wedding Crashers moving on. I almost numbchucked you. You don't even realize. Ouch. (laughs) Yeah. Is this your place? No. No, 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 no. No, I live with my mom. Oh. Yeah. You hungry? Hey, Ma! Can we get some meatloaf? All right, there you go. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No match for Wedding Crashers. Ferris Bueller, 1986. Wedding Crashers, 2005. So somebody, I don't remember who it was, but uh, and I can't look right now because we're in the home office here. But somebody brought up, well, obviously this was going to be the case, right? Wedding Crashers, much more recent. So people will go with the recency bias. Maybe people haven't seen Ferris Bueller. That would hold water. But the problem is, yesterday you also had Godfather Shawshank. Now, it's not a perfect matchup. But Wedding Crashers, 2005, so it is more recent, but Ferris Bueller, 86. And we've seen that a lot of the older movies, especially like the 70s, Animal House got hit with it, Caddyshack, which was 80, I think, got hit with it, didn't make it out of the first round. But then you have Shawshank, which was 94, and Godfather that was 72. So you're talking about a movie that's 40 years old, and yet the recency bias there did not play a part. So the matchup for the final four, for a spot in the final four in the drama region, exactly how you draw it up. Number one, Goodfellas versus number two, Godfather. The comedy region is set for a spot in the final four. It will be the number 13 seed Wedding Crashers versus the number two seed My Cousin Vinny. Now, I would not say... Either of those movies are the funniest movies that I've ever seen. I wouldn't rank them as the best comedy that I've ever seen, but that's not what this is about. This is about rewatchable. This is you're flipping the channels. It's on. You hold it for a second and then you're powerless to change it. You watched it a billion times, but you're going to sit and watch it a billion and one. So those are the ones that made it into the action uh, to the, um, the Elite Eight yesterday. But we have two more today. We keep rolling on. And the matchups for today. Well, let's start with the action region. The first one in this corner, as I should say, we have the last remaining superhero movie. We had didn't have many of them, right? We could only take one from DC. We could only take one from Marvel. Captain Marvel did not do very well. Too bad. Even though they, they tell me it's the most powerful one in the Marvel Universe. I think that dings up the Marvel Universe in my eyes. But from DC... We have from 2008, The Dark Knight. They need you right now. When they don't, they'll cast you out. Like a leper. See, they're morals. They're code. It's a bad joke. 
dropped at the first sign of trouble. They're only as good as the world allows them to be. I'll show you. When the chips are down, these, uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. Yeah, I feel like some of those people have been at Costco the last couple of weeks. That <laughs> kind of feels a little apropos. All right, so there you go. The Dark Knight, the number six seed. And they'll be facing off against the number two. First ever summer blockbuster. In terms of total viewings, you'd have to say it's clearly the most rewatched movie of all time. This thing's on every single day from 1975. Jaws. What we are dealing with here is a perfect engine. Uh... An eating machine. It's really a miracle of evolution. All this machine does is swim and eat and make little sharks. And that's all. Now, why don't you take a long, close look at this sign? Those proportions are correct. Love to prove that, wouldn't you? Get your name into the National Geographic. All right, so there you go. Jaws, the number two seed there. So that's the one matchup. Then we move on to the wild card region. This region, I have to say, it's a bloodbath. The number one seed, Big Lebowski, gone early. Rocky, two, gone early. The three and four seeds failed to make it out of the opening round. Boogie Nights, Pulp Fiction. I mean, you people are nuts. And you really should be embarrassed, a lot of you, considering the movies I'm about to mention. I mean, I feel like, oh, this is so it was the most discussed movie early. People, when we were unveiling the brackets, when the comedy bracket came out, people were incensed that this was not included. But I moved it to the wild card region for a reason, to kind of boost it up. Maybe it would get a little bit lost in all the comedies, and I felt like it was a stronger movie overall. Now, maybe it was a mistake on my part, because it's still around. From 1988, Eddie Murphy and Coming to America. Look, me and the McDonald's people, we got this little... Misunderstand. Hmm? See, they're McDonald's. I'm McDowell's. Hmm? They got the golden arches. Mine is the golden arcs. All right, so you have coming to America, the number nine seed, and then the challenger looking to pull off the upset. And when you look at what is left... Which one of these is not like the other? Which one of these does not belong? Well, it's pretty clear. Another 13 seed trying to make its way to the Elite Eight from 2009. It is The Hangover. Hello. How about that ride in? I guess that's why they call it Sin City. <laughs> you guys might not know this, but I consider myself a bit of a loner. I tend to think of myself as a one-man wolf pack. But when my sister brought Doug home, I knew he was one of my own. And my wolf pack, it grew by one. So were there two of us, there were two of us in the wolf pack. I was alone first in the pack, and then Doug joined in later. And six months ago, when Doug introduced me to you guys, I thought, wait a second, could it be? And now I know for sure I just added two more guys to my wolf pack. <laughs> All right. Four of us wolves running around the desert together in Las Vegas looking for strippers and cocaine. 
All right. Tons of laughs there, boy. Woof. I was just yucking it up. Um, all right. There you have it. Two spots in the Elite Eight. Dark Knight versus Jaws. The Hangover versus Coming to America. Voting will be open shortly. Vote wisely. Vote early. Vote often. Get those burners account involved. Kevin Durant, he's placing five, six, seven votes a day. You can certainly do that. I'd like to get the people in the country to realize that we are dealing with a serious problem. It's something that we've modified our lives. It's not convenient to lock yourself in. It's not convenient to not do the kinds of things. It's not convenient for you not to be playing basketball. But we're going through a period of time now where we've got to, as a country, pull together, don't get frightened, don't get intimidated, use the energy to be able to confront it and do the kinds of things that will put an end to it. So I want to get rid of that misconception that there's extremes. Either the world is going to end or we don't want to do anything. It isn't that. It's somewhere in the middle. All right, so there you go. There's Dr. Fauci. He was on yesterday, Steph Curry, holding uh, a little Q&A on his Instagram page, his Instagram Live. And 50,000 people viewed it. So fantastic job by, by him organizing it, getting the information to, you would think, typically younger viewers. Maybe the, it seems like that's one of the, the, the fallacies that uh, we kind of thought that um, – before it kind of really hit our country. Well, you know what? I'm a young person. I don't have to worry about this. This only affects the old people. This is a, you know, it's not something that I really have to concern myself with. Well, we've seen that that has not always been the case, that there have been young people that have been not only coming down with coronavirus, but also dying from coronavirus. So uh, good stuff from him. Our moment of inspiration for this Friday morning. Of course, we have the uh, rewatchable movie bracket. It is up. The voting is open already for today. Two more spots in the Elite Eight up for grabs. And after today, the Elite Eight will be finalized. And the two matchups are Coming to America versus The Hangover. That one is going to be fascinating to watch because I think that that one could go either way. The other one comes from the action region, and it is the number two seed, Jaws, against the number six, Dark Knight. And I will say, people, this is going to be on your resume, all right? This this is an important vote. The, the other one, Coming to America, Hangover, I could see you going either way on that. I know which way I would vote. I would vote Coming to America. Clearly, to me, more laughs in that movie. And while it is a wild card, doesn't have to have laughs, there, those are two comedies, and those are very easy to compare. Both are on. Which one are you watching? To me, that one's simple. And the other one, I think, is simple, too. Jaws is, simply put, one of the great movies of all time. And really, if it went to any other region, could have been a number one seed. Would not have been all that much of a shock. And, as I've said repeatedly, the movie's on every single day. It's on every day. And you know why that is? Because it's fantastic. It's not because it's terrible. It's not because nobody watches it. You pop that on. You can rewatch it a thousand times. A thousand great scenes, dramatic action, funny scenes as well. It has some, that's one of these things that like a lot, you know, Breaking Bad was great for a lot of reasons. But one of the reasons it was great was anytime they could get a little levity into the situation, they got a little levity into the, there were a lot of funny scenes in Breaking Bad. And Jaws is the same way. So I'm not going to say how this thing is going to go. I'm a little concerned about Jaws. 
but going up against the Dark Knight, do you really want on your resume to say that at a time in your life, you're going to have to defend this, people. If you believe in an afterlife, you get to the pearly gates, St. Peter or whoever's up there or whatever's up there is going to say to you, wait a second, uh, we would like to let you in. But it seems back in 2020, you, for some reason, decided to vote for the Dark Knight ahead of Jaws? I'm sorry, I'm not, I'm not sure we're going to be able to let you in here. It's this is this counts, okay? So vote wisely. It's up on Twitter at Gordon Damer. All right, let's give you some phone calls at one 919 ESPN one 3776 Let's go out to uh, Tim is in Pennsylvania. Tim, what's going on, my man? Good morning. How are you, Gordon? I'm good, man. Hanging in. Hopefully, you are good, too. Good, good, good. I just need to tell you, lifelong Yankees fan here. We uh, we only had three channels growing up, and one of them was WPIX, and uh, I was a lifelong Yankees fan. I, I need to talk to you about this. I, I just want to look at some of the numbers of this virus, and if you'll just bear with me. I mean, I'm in PA. Our, our numbers of affected people are one-sixth of 1%. If right. my math is right, in New York, your numbers are one-tenth of 1%. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know if I, – I don't know what – you know, and I hear everybody at ESPN, I hear Mike and Mike, Mike you know, they're just, they're just ramming, you know, you know, just on this virus thing. I, I don't know if it's a – an agenda that's handed down, but in our lives, if it's one tenth of one percent of anything, it's not a, it's not you know super concerning. Right. I mean, if you if you drink one tenth of one percent of your coffee this morning, you know, and I, I don't want to trivialize it to that, but we are at one sixth of one percent of affected people here in Pennsylvania. I mean, we literally, my county has no one. Uh, we can drive forty miles. And nobody okay. has, nobody is affected with it. I just wonder, in your opinion, how much of this is a overreaction? Is it overblown? I mean, you have you have a motorist in New York City dying every other day. Yeah. Okay. Well, Tim, uh, look, and, I, I thank you for the call, and I'm not saying that you're a crackpot or you're out of your gourd or anything like that. The problem is, is though, we don't know. The problem is, we don't have testing. We don't have the actual facts. And is it possible that we look back in a year from now and say, oh, look, let's, God, I hope so, right? That we look back, we say, you know what? We over, we over blew this thing. And I think that one of the reasons why it took so long for the people to take it seriously was because you felt like, I've said this before, I feel like I've heard this doom and gloom about everything else, right? Zika and H1N1 and uh, Ebola and all these things. When they came down, it was like, oh my God, this is going to wipe out the world. And it didn't turn out to be the case. So it took a long time for people to take this seriously. I think that this is the difference, though. And it's clearly the difference. You take a look at New York City. We don't know how many people have this. And we don't know how quickly it's being transferred from person to person. We don't have enough reliable tests. So whatever the numbers that you're seeing about the cases is really kind of meaningless because we don't know how many people are suffering from it. Now, until – I mean, I don't want to get into the whole thing, but – until there's an antibody test, as other people have brought up, and we know how many people had it and didn't even realize they had it, then we'll kind of know what the actual scope is. And I can understand why some people, especially people that are in the business world and they're, they're losing their shirt, right? They're lo- I mean, everything that they've lived their lives for, they're losing and they're, and they're powerless to stop it. And it's because of this this outlier this um, this outside thing that they have no control over. But again, 
there are people that are dying and I, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to make it so that it's like you get it, you die, but are you willing to risk it? And to me, it's not worth the risk until we have some real hard information about everything. Uh, to me, it's better to rely, you know, to go with the safe rather than sorry. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And look, I, 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 this idea that people bring this up all the time. Well, is there this agenda from ESPN that they're pushing? I can tell you right now, uh, I barely get any... <laughs> any information at all trust me if there was some agenda that was being pushed it's not going to be used by i i don't even get the information a lot of times so uh, no don't worry about that um, there's no agenda that's being pushed it's people looking at the news and looking at the situation in the world and and, and in here in new york city where people are dying dying as a result of this and you can prevent this like car crashes like they're accidents right sometimes you can't control that happening this is something that you can control, and it's not that hard to do. You're basically being asked to stay in your house, and it's very easy uh, for a lot of us to be able to do that. Uh, before we go back to the phones, I did want to just uh, kind of touch on the rewatchable movie bracket. You can vote on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, and I will say this. I believe, now it seems like each day we're getting another new highest vote total. I believe when it's all said and done, Coming to America versus The Hangover will turn out to be our highest vote total of the tournament so far. It's not the it's not the the, the biggest names, maybe. It's a nine and a thirteen seed, but I think that that will turn that one is very up and down. And already we've seen the vote total go back and forth. And I thank you for everybody who's you know a new follower, an old follower, a voter. We we thank you very much for that. I thank you very much for that. But if you can. You know what? Throw out a retweet because we need to get the vote totals up even higher. You know, if you're somebody who looks forward to the tournament every day, I've had a lot of people reach out and say that this is something that's kind of been a happy distraction. Give us a little retweet. It doesn't matter if you have 20 followers or 30 followers. Trust me, I was like that for a long time as well. So, you know, just if we get a couple more votes here and there and it gets to, you know, spread a little bit more. Here, let's spread something good for a change, right? In these days where something bad is spreading, let's uh, spread something good. So the two matchups today, Coming to America versus The Hangover, and the other one, people, this is on your resume. I will hold this against you. Jaws right now is losing to The Dark Knight, but it's very early on, and the voting is open all weekend. So throw out a retweet. Let's get those vote totals up. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Go back to the phones here. We have Lewis and Whippany. Lewis, what's going on, my man? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good. Hey, listen, um, the last caller, man, you, you pretty much said everything that needed to be said. Um, people that are wondering if, like, we're overreacting to this, I mean, they're telling you that the virus is, like, extremely contagious. I understand that in his town, there's no cases, but the problem is that you don't know that unless everyone. No, in your no, town yeah. I mean, actually- that's the thing. Like there, I don't know what town he's from in Pennsylvania, so I can't say this blanketly. But like in my town, I think that there's so far seven or eight documented cases. I can tell you right now, there's more than that. There's more people than that that have it. It's clear because well, we yeah. can't get tested. And unless you're showing clear you know, high fever, coughing, yeah. you can't get tested. And a lot of times, even when you're showing those symptoms, you can't get tested. So exactly. there are way more people, especially anybody who's involved in traveling to New York City, they're going to be, I mean, there's a good chance that, or better than average chance that uh, than the typical place that you are going to be infected. And that's what I was going to say. Like, like me, I live in Hamburg. 
well, I don't live in Whippin anymore. Now I live in Hamburg. And, you know, most of us have to travel. I go to Hackensack. I have a few neighbors that go to New York. You know, yeah, we can say that there's nobody in our town, but the problem is that we're also traveling out of our town to go work. And, you know, what I really want to say is I, I feel, I really feel bad. You know, it's already, you know, the number's already up to like over 3.3 million people that are jobless. You yeah. know, people that have a job, people that have a job right now, um, I mean, you might hate your job, you know, you might not like what you're doing, but I appreciate the fact that what you're doing right now is something that's going to stick after this because there are going to be many people out there that are going to lose a lot of their homes, their oh cars, their jobs, and just be appreciative, man. And look, I don't, yeah, Lois, look, I don't mean to diminish that in any way. That is a very scared, uh, very scary reality for a lot of people, and that is something that we will have to somehow come to grips with, and we are just... I mean, we haven't even gotten to the tip of the iceberg there because this 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 situation, this virus, is is just beginning. So yeah, that is a very scary reality for a lot of people. I mean, imagine you're somebody who is not maybe an essential business, but that business is essential to you. I mean, you probably spent your life building it up, and here is this situation completely out of your control coming in. And maybe wiping out that business forever. So that's why we've been doing the program that we've been doing. If your business is still operating and is really taking losses as a result of this, you know, hit us up on the email, as I said before, uh, 987ESPN at Gmail, and let us get the message out. But no, look, I, I mean, I don't mean to diminish that, but for a lot of people right now, there's there's no good reason to be going out and about. And you can do your part, and maybe it will be an overreaction later. But according to all the experts right now and the way things are trending, wouldn't you rather be safe than sorry? So hopefully uh, the weekend brings us some good news. Hopefully at some point soon we get to see a little bit light at the end of the tunnel. And we'll be with you on Monday. Please vote on the poll question. There's two of them up there on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. We'll see you Monday. It's right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.